0: Hello everyone and welcome back to episode two of the open mic podcast. My name is Caroline. I am a junior at Columbia University and today I'm so excited to be introducing you to my good friend Wei Ting Hong, who is a finance and stats major at NYU Stern. Wei Ting, thank you for being here today.
1: Yep, Caroline, thank you very much for inviting me. It's my honor to be here. And yeah, my name is Wei Ting I'm a current junior at NYU Stern, currently studying uh, finance and statistics. And also I'm an international student. I was born in Shenzhen, China.
0: Nice, yeah. So last episode we spoke with a Columbia student, right? And now we're moving a little bit more downtown into the right. very fun areas of New York City um, where NYU is. So I guess like before we even get started, do we want to talk about how we know each other? Just as a brief intro, um through our our high school careers and now so Wei Ting and I we're from the same area in New York uh we're both from New York or wait okay Wei Ting's an international student but we'll talk more about that later but he went to high school in New York and so we knew each other from working in Congresswoman Grace Meng's office
1: Yep. As like freshies
0: right. in high school, and then we knew each other some more through math tournaments. Do you want to talk about yeah. that?
1: So yeah, sure. Yeah, I think we first met each other, like sitting on the receptionist dance uh, in Congresswoman Grissman's office, like picking up the phone, answering the calls from constituents. And then um, later on, I'm not sure which event happened first, uh, because both of us also attended the Columbia Science Honors Program, um, in which science-y stuff. Um, And uh, yeah, we also attended math team competitions, Uh, we were both in math contests, uh, I think uh, regional and also like traveling um, to Armo and something else, never got, but a lot of math competition, a lot of science, uh, so that's how I guess our friendship developed uh, Mm -hmm. from that initial receptionist introduction.
0: Yeah, it was fun times. Wei Ting's just super smart at math too, so it makes sense that he's a (laughs) finance and stats major. (laughs) Um, yeah, I mean, we can, we can start off just talking about how you chose to attend NYU Stern, how you chose your major and just go off of that.
1: Yeah, for sure. That sounds great. Um, so yeah, the interest in business, I guess more generally, um, so for some background, uh, my mother, she works in commercial banking. So since when I was very little, she started talking to me about the three financial statements and, uh, sort of kind of you know this kind of dinner table discussions over time i started to have this interest in the financial markets and how things go down right um and in high school i joined this competition called deca uh some of you might have done it but essentially it is it's now thinking about it, it's more of like a business consulting kind of competition uh, didn't really think about that before but that essentially uh really i guess propelled me to learn more about um the various aspects of business and realizing how fascinating the field is and how tangible it is in real life and that is what essentially solidified my interest in the in the finances and hence uh you know applying going into online and attending eventually um and in the beginning i think my interest was more toward the like data science aspect um of finance uh, and that's i think i wrote that in my own um, admission essays and everything uh, but later on uh so first of all, like getting into Stern, uh, with that finance, um, I guess interest in mind, I concentrated in finance. Then for my second concentration, I chose statistics just because I feel it's it's a bit more like more theoretical, more like more derivation instead of just you know, uh, using your computer to do all the work. Um, like it it, it tells you more about the fundamental principles about all that data generation processes. So I feel it's a very good way to enhance my theoretical backbone. Uh, going into these fields. And that's essentially why I chose finance and uh, statistics for my concentrations.
0: Wow, that's really interesting. I like I like your progression in your journey. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's also
1: kind of, you know, going off our previous discussion about, you know, how we both did math competition in high school. Um, it's, it's also like, you know, I didn't major in mathematics, but um, having that statistics concentration somewhat makes up for that kind of interest, my, my interest in quantitative inquiry. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Do you think that, you're talking about DECA and just like high school, high school extracurriculars. Do you think those translate well into what you're experiencing now in undergrad?
1: I think it does. I think it absolutely does. So, um, yeah, I mean, DECA is a very it's a pretty big competition. as uh, there there mind different events. So I'm sure that, you know, uh, the different fields I look into, it will, I guess, help you differently into different schools and different majors, different studies. Uh, But for me, my event was business financial services. So by the sound of it, it is finance. Um, So within that, I learned a lot of basic accounting and a lot of basic valuation and everything like that. So going into uh, a business school, I kind of have the basic, very basic, but still like a basic idea of what makes a business valuable What are some good decision making framework, right? As well as the the basic language of finance, which is accounting. Um, So Mm -hmm. that I think in itself helped me a lot just because I think later on, we might also touch on the topic of, you know, clubs, organizations, and recruiting, and jobs, and everything like that. So definitely, that high school experience gave me a pretty good foundation to start.
0: That's great, yeah. Did staying in the city really appeal to you? I feel like with your major, the city is pretty good place for that.
1: Like, personally, though, right, uh, as you know me, I'm more of an indoor kind of person. <laughs> so that's, I don't know about that, that portion, but just if we're only talking about, like, the amount of resources you're gonna tap into, or you know what, like even though I'm an indoor person, I still enjoy great food, right? So being the city definitely give you that. And the job, yeah, that's hundred percent unparalleled being in the city. Um, uh, especially like if you're looking into uh, industries like investment banking that's very New York centric, um, uh, then it's of great convenience and help if you are located in the city trying to recruit for those kind of jobs.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, because
1: like I think I've heard from my um friends from other colleges, for example, like Georgetown, if they want to interview for a position in the city, they have to travel all the way from over there to Mm -hmm. New York and then just to do the super day or do the interview here. And that is very stressful for sure. But for us, just because of the physical proximity, it's much easier.
0: Yeah. One of my friends from high school, I think he is, I think it was a CS CS-related major, but he also had some interviews and just was like getting to know the company and he had to fly all the way to back to mm-hmm. New York and then fly all yeah. the way back for school. So I feel like that that is a big commitment.
1: Very to, stressful. Yeah. So like for the likes of Columbia and NYU, like we definitely have that sort full of field advantage, if you call it that. Uh, oh yeah, that's a, just a good way to put it.
0: <laughs> yeah, and just talking about those, do you think that your on-campus experiences, like on-campus versus... Off campus, how would you how would you describe those?
1: I, I guess okay, just because right now it's COVID, right? So mm-hmm. it's not really representative. But we to answer that. that question, I think perhaps my freshman year is like mm-hmm. a more a better time frame to look into for for that question. So one. Um, when I was off campus, I was essentially in my residential uh, residential dorms, right? Mm-hmm. And within that, it's more a relaxation, more socializing with each other, right? Building like friendship, playing games, passing your time, and then just really, uh, you know, spending meaningful time with people that uh, you enjoy being with. Whether it's going to classes or going to club organizations, trying to figure out what do I really want to do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so the great thing about NYU uh, as a whole, as Western, is that there are a lot of student organizations that will. You know at least one of them will tailor to your interest no matter what um so during my freshman year like i was going through um essentially every club um on the list that's like tangential to my interest and just to see which one is the best and all of them get free lunch so that is perfect <laughs> um, yeah so i will I i'll say that on campus was a more but i guess residential doors are also on campus if you think about it but um just in the Academic building itself is definitely much more busy and more professionally and academically oriented than when I'm off campus when it's more socializing and just relaxation.
0: Mm. And talking about that, like you were saying, it's kind of on campus, but it's still kind of off campus. How does that work? Like, what is NYU's campus? If you're just gonna give oh, a- right that's that's a
1: very good point you're bringing up so uh yeah as many knows uh, NYU doesn't really have a campus despite what they may, what they may say um we're essentially just in the city uh, buildings gardening around that general region near uh, Washington Square Park everything's integrated like if you exit your dorm that's the street right there right like that's Fifth Avenue because um, I lived in Reuben the only dorm without air conditioning. Um, but if you were to go outdoors, that's the city right there for you, right? All the pedestrians, mm-hmm. all the restaurants, all the shops are all very, very, uh, in know, reachable distance. So I guess that's a pretty good perk. Although arguably um, it takes slightly longer from some residential hall to get to your academic building. Um, so for example, I know that I forgot the names of this particular halls, but for some other, it takes like 10 minute walking or so uh, to get to your building or maybe even longer, 15. Um, it really depends. But, for me, um, I think generally it's still very enjoyable just because how close everything is. And let's say if I really oversteep, I can always run to my class in five minutes, so it's not too bad either so. yeah,
0: same for same for my first year. I lived in one of the residence halls on one sixteenth and then my first class was in Hamilton Hall, which is literally like a two minute run away. If you time yourself, you can get down the stairs and you can run very
1: nice. That's <laughs> the, that's the way yeah, to go. That's the Wait, way. <laughs> Hamilton, that's also where we took classes for SHP, right? Was it the Columbia Science Honors Program?
0: The really big hall. Was it Hamilton? It was like it was the one where you're walking you down College. Hall. And then
1: you turn left. It's right near the math library, kind of.
0: Oh no, that's um, is that Pupin? The physics. one. Right. Where did we?
1: Oh well, I don't really know Columbia. It might then. be
0: mud. It might be mud. <laughs> it was like maybe. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Well, you can look up a uh, Columbia Columbia campus map on Google. Yep. I think we'll find out by That's doing right.
1: that. Deep my knowledge of the uptown rival.
0: Ah, <laughs> oh, so funny, I think. <laughs> yeah, that was a I thank you for for like that really good description. And I guess going into it, easing into into talking about classes now. What kind of core is there?
1: Yes, yes. Um so I think um yeah, so we do have a college core so essentially um you know i guess my feeling is that colleges like kind of university center around their college of arts and sciences right and then you have all these specialized schools that's how i think about it uh so uh, that's why for um the student school of business you first have to complete i mean you don't have to do it first sequentially but uh it's only a requirement to finish the college core curriculum um so that's things like for example writing every freshman have to take a writing class right also every freshman have to i think Let's see, what's also there? Well, it don't have to be a freshman to do it, but there's also like culture and context, text and ideas, essentially classes that have more of a historical theme to it and that you must read and write, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I think um, at least for NYU like these abilities are deemed to be fundamental to a successful undergraduate education. Um, so to encourage students explore more fields, um, the school will mandate everyone to take at least four introductory courses in different disciplines. Mm -hmm. Uh, all of the six that they offer so that you get a better perspective on how things are wrong. There's also a social impact core. Um, So Stern has like recently, I think, uh, been even more focused on the social impact perspective, right? Really uh, not just training the students in, you know, how do you go break into the finance field, but also how do you make an impact, right? What does it mean to make an impact in yourself? One class I just took this semester, uh, what's called business law, law of business and society, LBS. And that was very interesting because uh, it talks about human rights, right? Like what are the constitu- constitutional rights guaranteed in, in the United States? How is the common law system, yeah, I guess, uh, operated and everything surrounding that? And how, What's the larger implication to businesses and to the society? I guess one more thing that's also worth mentioning aside from the cost requirement. And of course, um, after you finish all those stuff, You'll also have to concentrate in at least one concentration to graduate, right? So, uh, for example, I can just do finance concentration and then just call it a day, right? And, and just finish, and then use all my other classes to explore. Perhaps maybe mm-hmm. that's an option. Um, but you can double concentrate. I don't think you can. I'm not sure. Well, technically, you can take classes and fulfill three different concentrations, but I think only two will show up in your diploma. Um, and another thing about studying is that almost everyone have Friday open. Mm-hmm. no certain class will take place on friday um so friday is usually for people to you know explore do your work or perhaps um you know take other classes from other different colleges or even go for internship and have a three day weekend or whatever mm-hmm. you
0: mm-hmm.
1: from a monday to a thursday every day's noon is called common hour that's a pretty interesting mechanism because that's when all the clubs meet um the common oh, hour stretches. yeah
0: yeah, that's so interesting. I was because sorry for interrupting. I was just thinking oh, like, okay. like <laughs> No, 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 no. Cause like at Columbia, it's like the clubs usually meet at night. So I, I thought that most colleges they have like club activities from six PM onwards and then oh, really? classes throughout the day. But but that's Good interesting that, that you guys have this this noontime club. Yeah. Yeah. So how are how are clubs and student organizations at CERN or at NYU in general?
1: Right. Um, so yeah, I actually don't really know about NYU generally, uh, just because all my club involve- involvement are within the bubble of Stern, right? So Do you guys um, have,
0: within each school, are there specific clubs that only certain students from certain schools can join, or is it more of a major centric?
1: I don't believe so, but mm-hmm. that tends to be the case. Okay. Right. So like, I don't think there is any official restriction. Let's say, okay, this is a Stern club, so nobody else can join. We're just (laughs) so cool. That's not the thing, right? Like it's, they're all officially called like NYU Finance Society, NYU Quantitative Finance Society. Like they are based in Stern, but anyone uh, can apply and can join. Mm -hmm. But it's just that, you know, due to how, if you go to a certain specialized school, you have that specialized training, then you are likely to have a better chance to, uh, you know, joining their core training program, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, so the previous common hour idea I mentioned, uh, you know, every day from 1230 to 145, that one and 15 minute period is for clubs to meet with Eastern. I don't know about any school else, mm-hmm. uh, but anyone can come and listen to this. These are called general meetings. Okay. And usually each student organization will have their like core, um, I guess, team or something like that, that you can apply and get into. And those are more exclusive. For all the new meetings, anyone can go. You don't have to sign up. You don't have to be a member, even. You can oh. just join and listen. Right. And there's always free food. So
0: uh-huh.
1: uh, for anyone who is joining NYU, that's a great tip. You're going to save on some money, go on the clubs, learn some knowledge, and get some food. It's great. Um, yep. Yeah, treat yourself 100%. Yeah. So essentially, after you apply to different clubs, then um you will be part of their more core organization right and the meeting time for that is more discretionary but that also usually take place after like five or six uh because mm-hmm. usually like for stern aside from the stats and actual real science concentrations um the classes usually add at four forty-five. so any time starting from five is usually when clubs are meeting
0: great thanks waiting and you mentioned that there were you have to be accepted to the clubs right there so there are application processes
1: Yes, there is. Uh, So yeah, so um, the application style uh, varies depending on what club you're trying to join. Um, But I'll just speak to the ones that I have experience about. So Mm -hmm. personally, I'm a part of the finance society and the quantitative finance society. So within that, what happens is usually uh, we'll have a written application, you know, uh, why do you want to join us, your resume, right? Like, uh, uh, what do you you think is your value add to our organization and everything like that. And afterwards there can be like one to two rounds of interview in which uh, we you know different clubs also have different um i guess things they look for in in uh, examination so for, for example qfs uh, is really looking for that raw intelligence and i guess market interest you just like if you have interest in the financial market then i think uh we'll love it very much and then for finance society it's more because our uh, finance society's application is only open to freshmen in um, in their springtime, right? So what we expect is that you come to our freshman fall general meetings, listen to what we are teaching you and take notes and truly try to understand uh, whatever we are saying. And then during your freshman spring it's essentially we're trying to test whether you paid attention, right? Did you put in work? And uh, oh. you know, did you reach out to the rest of us? So different clubs really have their own different quirks. Oh, uh, that's the gist of the story.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Is that like the round one, round two? Is that similar to actual recruiting for? That
1: is right. That is right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, although actual recruiting is, I think, arguably much more stressful uh, when you <laughs> are a
0: person,
1: uh Essentially, um, but yeah, I think it's somewhat modeled after that. Um, and mm-hmm. also, different clubs have different focus, right? Like some of it uh put learning as their primary objective right learning about financial markets and then recruiting as a secondary benefit but some clubs put the professional aspect first and foremost and learning as a secondary benefit so depending on different clubs and how they how their goals are set up it could be very different um the experience you have
0: oh interesting yep yeah that's cool like when did you when did you know all of this was it when you started going to the club info sessions
1: um that's definitely part of it but also um i before i joined stern i um so this very good friend of my, uh, a very good friend of mine and also an upper classman kevin ho uh i talked to him a lot in the summer before my uh i guess entrance into stern so mm-hmm. he told me about all the ins and outs about everything like okay you going to finance what are some clubs you should go for uh what are some classes you should be taken mm-hmm. um so yeah i guess yeah advice here uh connect with people and don't be afraid to ask questions and reach out, it's very, very helpful uh, mm-hmm. to get to a, know a new environment.
0: Agreed, I, I, I like that. I feel like people learn that when they are in the midst of everything in college, but I feel like it's definitely a really good idea to start early and I feel like talking to people, you will gain insights that you can never find online or with any with any like other resource. So definitely
1: percent, hundred percent. I think perhaps a fitting analogy is like, okay, if I were to just put it on a fishing boat and give you a net, uh, of course, over time, you're going to figure it out. You're a smart, right? But then if you just have a fisherman teach you how to do it, you'll get it much faster.
0: Mm-hmm. New quote for the day.
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> Truly philosophical. <laughs>
0: yeah. I remember my first year I was curious and I was kind of just like exploring and seeing what every every career path was about. And there was this this event hosted by our school newspaper. So it was kind of like um I guess like a club hosted event about banking, finance, and consulting. something else. Yeah. Another another related career. And that's when I kind of like first understood that this process it's super tough and it's a super long process. I didn't know you had to secure an internship like the year before you were gonna actually do the internship. So how how was that for you? Like how how did you make it through that?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, so I guess I'll just run through my recruiting experience. Mm-hmm. Uh so usually, usually people start. So the general advice is that if you're really, you know, you're just going into the business school thinking that you just want to do the finance jobs, then uh, it's most recommended uh, to figure out what do you what particular field do you want to do like sometime in your freshman year so you can strategize your summer internships and your club participation like accordingly uh the earlier you know your game plan uh the more time you have to develop that right uh, and these things really need a lot of i guess specialization per se of your time um, mm-hmm. but usually people start like you know studying the financial concepts that will be you know asked during interviews perhaps sometime in their sophomore year sophomore fall more likely and um usually the process the entire process starts in uh sophomore spring um during that time you will be going around networking with financial professionals uh, that's especially valuable in some fields like investment banking just that you have to get to know the people right like The knowledge itself, anybody can learn, um, but whether you can work well with the team, especially uh, as it's often very high stress environment, Mm -hmm. uh, to have that likeable personality is quite important. And also, you know, how you socialize, uh, how do you talk with your clients, is also um, kind of ability reflected by how you talk with the professionals. Um, So that all take place in your sophomore spring. And during that time, you're also applying to different banks or other financial institution, uh, well, now I'm more talking about just the investment banking timeline. Uh, other fields can be very different. After you apply, usually like some banks are really early. Um, they could have their first round interview as early as in sophomore spring, like in the March of your sophomore spring. And you might have your super day, which is what people call the final round interview, In you know, just perhaps two weeks later or one week later. Mm-hmm. And super day tends to be very intense uh, from the stories I've heard when it was in person, when there was no COVID, uh, you might have to sit through like four to like whatever four rooms, each one half an hour or more, uh, and really getting that uh, stress tested and see how you handle that pressure, uh, how you're able to still be able to, you know, I guess, hold your ground still talk like a normal person despite all that kind of stress and fatigue and pressure. Um, so that is definitely one thing that uh, banks do. Um, and if you were to, you know, um, you know, through all your hard work as well as some luck, Uh, Get an offer in your uh, sophomore spring. That is an offer for your junior summer. So, as Caroline said, that is one year, entire one, more than one one year year. earlier than your intended internship, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: right? Mm -hmm. And that internship, most people will, you know, try to go for a return offer, right? Especially if you love it during the internship, then you should be working really hard and try to secure a full-time return offer, so that once another summer later, when you graduate uh, from your senior year. Uh, you will be expecting to return to that financial institution and work as a full-time employee.
0: That's after a long process of what do you do during the summers before you can actually secure those types of internships?
1: Yeah, um, so very good question. So um, let's see. Well, I guess we're talking about two summers here. Uh, Mostly one summer, your freshman summer, perhaps sophomore summer, depending on what you're interviewing. For example, I know consulting generally happens their recruiting timeline is more a junior fall kind of vibe. And like tech positions are also later, um, but those are different industries I have no idea about. So I'm not going to pretend I know anything about them. Um, but yeah, um, so essentially your freshman summer, what do you do? Right, for example, if you, your mind just set on banking, like the moment you walk into stern, which I do not recommend doing, you should be exploring, but say that's the case, um, then, uh, you will, you should be trying to find, for example, like a hedge fund internship or like a smaller bank, smaller institution. Um, so the more general tip here is, is that don't try to go for the big names, like don't, maybe, maybe go for it, but like don't expect you will get the big names um, in your freshman year, like that's very unlikely. Um, and the better way to think about your freshman summer is that you want to learn as much as possible about mm-hmm. the field that you think you want to do as well as the whole financial market. Right. So what's the, what are, what are some organizations best to, to do that? Usually I will say small teams, whether it's banks or funds, a small team, a smaller organization is actually much better than a much larger one. Because in a small team, you actually as an intern get that responsibility you ha- because, you know, there isn't that many people. If they, you know, have you on board as an the intern, they expect you to do things as a full-time employee. Right. And that is such a good learning experience um, because you're participating in everything they're doing. And when you talk about this experience, it's not just trying to, you know, embellish, you actually have that very solid experience down uh, down your belt. Um, so yeah, I will recommend you to you know try to look for smaller, more close-knit organizations and try to uh, increase your proficiency that way um to to know about the entire industry better.
0: Yeah, I like that because it's a, it's like a journey, like you really want to get the good foundation set and then you can actually show the big dogs what you can do. And-
1: 100%, 100%. And also by doing those internship, you also get an idea of whether you like the field or not. right? Mm-hmm. So maybe by doing something, you're like, okay, I really hated this. Like I do not get to interact with clients. Like that's what I want to do. Then you can go for a different field. Right. Or, for example, you think that I don't want to do something that's entirely financy, Right. I want to talk something that's a little bit more strategic about the like more operational aspect of things. And then if that's your realization, you can also go for that. Uh, so the idea is that by doing different internships, not only do you enhance your knowledge, you also uh, have a better idea of what do you want to do in the future.
0: Mm, gotcha. Gotcha. Do you think that the NYU alum network, the alumni are helpful in this in this regard?
1: very much, Uh, (laughs) hands down, like very big, very, very, very big help uh, in all your professional endeavors. Uh, But uh, the tightness of the alumni, uh, and you know, the association with you and them also depends a lot on your student organizations, right? Um, So that is why also people are very interested in organizations, especially the more professionally oriented one. um, Because as we said before, networking is important. So therefore, relationship building is important. If your organization already have a loan in those, you know, banks, they are held by the alum above them to get into those positions, right? Awesome. So the kind of torch just passed down. And mm-hmm. how do you get into that chain? You join the student organizations.
0: Yeah, gotcha. How do you, waiting? you talked about networking a bit. How do you network? What is networking?
1: <laughs> um... <laughs> Very, very good question. Um, so when it was in person, right? There are several different ways. Uh, right, the most yeah. common way is firms, they like to hold on campus events. Mm-hmm. I'm sure like you might have seen those around in Columbia as well, but essentially, for example, um, a certain, yeah, you know, like like a bank, right? They might bring their entire team of analysts, associates, even their managing director to your campus. And then they will like, you know, rent all your venue for like uh, a night. And then they will kind of go through uh, what's their bank, like what does the structure of their bank look like? What benefits do you get by doing an internship and just kind of sell themselves? Uh, and after they do that, after they brag a lot, uh, you're supposed to go up close to them and then talk, uh, just you know talk to them essentially. Uh, not just to talk about anything though, right? Like uh, if you have any genuine interest in the field, you want to know more things about it. Or for example, they have a little panel discussion and then for example, you're really interested in this one, uh, I guess, Analyst and his experience and how for example they transfer from one group to another or some maneuver like that and you want to learn more about it Then you go up shake hands and then you know just ask them your genuine questions Um, so networking is essentially that right like you show off your interest to them and you're also gaining information from talking to them Um, uh, that's essentially how it works and uh, it's usually quite chaotic uh, Just because when there is an event like that everybody will be trying to go mm-hmm. Um people from all different schools all different organizations are here and then usually, let's say, this is one uh, analyst. Uh, he or she will be surrounded by rings of people, uh, usually two to three rings. <laughs> so it's quite chaotic. Um, and another way for people to network is to send out cold emails. right? Like You don't really know that person, but you know that that person is in a group. For example, you're interested in an industry you, you want to learn more about, then just shoot them an email. And uh, the response rate really depends, uh, usually not so high. But that's another way to establish meaningful connection um yeah
0: all right yeah that's that's a lot of great information thanks waiting
1: yeah no problem that's what problem. do you think
0: <laughs> yeah what do you think you can do to make yourself stand out i feel like that's a tough question like because what do you have to bring you have to bring your resume you have to bring is that do you have to bring anything else for your networking
1: not even resume honestly no? like, okay yeah you know, cool. we're just talking to people like you know they are they are working through an entire very stressful day they are there to just kind of you know escape from the office chill with it and then all this like undergrads are like swarming them so you know um, (laughs) uh, some people bring resumes but i don't think that's a good way to do it Uh, but usually people uh, will ask for you know the person's email or whatever and then later on follow up thank them for their time and then perhaps attach your resume electronically then
0: Uh, Mm. but it really
1: depends on Uh, the style you're going for like many people have many different approach um so no one approach is right and when you're saying how do you make yourself stand out honestly i think the better tip is not to make yourself stand out in a negative way like you would rather be just uh normal is that a good word Like, like rather just be common and undistinguished than leaving a negative impression by being too aggressive and you know for example like not letting other people ask any of their questions, just like always rambling on, that could be something to leave a really bad impression. Um, it really depends, but I guess just use your tact. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: That's good advice too, everyone write that down. I feel like that's something that that is often not said, but it's like, it's as a human being, this is what-
1: Right, be, be considerate. Be considerate yeah, of those you. around you and the professional that is spending their time to talk to you.
0: Mm, I like that, I like that. Yeah, thanks Wei Ting. Yeah, How- no <laughs> how has, so this was like in-person, right? So how has how has this all changed during COVID? On, is it online now? Is it?
1: Right. So from my understanding, I mean, uh, since I got my offer, before, I mean, all my uh, networking was in-person. From what I understand from asking sophomores, uh, essentially the idea is that um, the firms, they are going to host Zoom meetings. And then all of their team will be, you know, uh, many of them will be working remotely, first of all. So that is why like Zoom makes sense, right? So you're mm-hmm. socially distanced 100%. And um, the networking is usually after, you know, they sell themselves, they will bring everybody into breakout rooms. And then, you know, you can hop into one that you're more interested in and talk to the person over there, right? Um, that's, I guess, the way they're doing that now. Uh, but mm-hmm. back then when I was in person, um, they also usually provide free food. So that is great. <laughs> um, some free firms food. more. <laughs> Some firms spend more food than others on food, so uh, it's also uh, very like interesting. Like
0: sandwiches? Or are there yeah, food?
1: some very bougie sandwiches, not not just your normal sandwiches. Uh, mm. Some, some firms provide really good food. So yeah, uh, there's always okay. opportunities to get free food around the campus, at least in NYU. I'm sure it's also similar in Colombia, but uh, there's always free food around if you yeah, want to. You'll you find it in,
0: before COVID, it was, I feel like in SIPA, this is the School of International and Public Affairs, a little bit farther from the undergrad, classrooms though we do have some classes in there you'll always find after I feel like some clubs they have like big events because it's like SIPA and it's like more it's like more large-scale events and there's always like plates of food you'd be like can I grab one of those yeah it was good times and I'm just thinking oh, like now because it's everything's online you don't have to worry about the sh- your handshake I feel like that's a big part is that do you have to practice your handshake yeah that
1: is true now that I think about it uh but your
0: grip it's like <laughs> That's yeah yeah
1: life. that is true i guess online do make things more streamlined easier mm-hmm. um maybe maybe that's the benefit of the entire zoom university kind of vibe but yeah <laughs>
0: yeah thanks for giving a great a great overview of that i think i learned i learned a lot from that because i didn't i wasn't really clear about the process before yeah no, no problem at at all.
1: like usually as a you know for people who are not uh, looking to get into the finance field and for people like, for example, high schoolers who just came out of high school, uh, going into the college, like, usually you wouldn't have an idea about mm. uh, what does the process look like. It's only after you got into college and you realize, that, oh, this is the place I want to go into. And you start talking to people, that's how you start to know how it works. Um, yeah. yeah, it's only natural. Yeah.
0: Awesome. And talking about like going from high school to college, what, where do you see yourself going after college?
1: so what's happening right now is that i'm planning to graduate in three years uh so i'm a current junior Woo! Uh, <laughs> uh, although i'm a junior but i guess i'm a senior at the same time i'm graduating after next semester nice. um and the plan is that i'm currently applying to graduate schools um just because i'm an international student it makes more sense for me to grab on a graduate degree uh you know before anything else um so right now i'm applying to a uh, one-year graduate degree and also to see you know whether. Um, whether I have like there's a place for me in academia because personally I think I really thrive in that kind of academic environment I love studying a lot
0: oh nice Uh,
1: kind of nerdy but you know (laughs) we're both from the math team what do you know (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah so um after after college uh that's the first thing I hopefully hopefully if everything goes out well I'll be joining a one year graduate degree program Mm -hmm. uh get a master's and then after that if uh you know the academia like uh, I really enjoy it, and whatever. Then perhaps at a later date, I will be pursuing a uh, perhaps PhD or academic research uh, down the road. Um, but let's say if it doesn't really go well for me, I still have that offer uh, from mm-hmm. you know investment bank. So that's where I can go back to. Um, oh, nice. But yeah, nice. so so like currently my plan is just to give myself more optionality into different career paths, mm-hmm. um, and that's how I'm been thinking about my career planning.
0: And you talked about as an international student specifically. You think it's a better idea, or is this, is that the okay. track that really okay? Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, so yeah. So for a little bit more background, um, I mean, if you if you have international audience, they must already know uh, what does it feel like. Um, but essentially, uh, as international students, we're here on F one visa, most of us anyway. In the future, if you want to work in the states as an undergrad, which is natural among you know local citizens, but if you're an international student and they want to work straight out of undergrad, you have to either, you like, let's say get a green card, but not many people have the opportunity. If you can't do that, then you have to get H-1B visa, which is your work visa. When you are trying to plan out your future, let's say several years down the road, it's a very big factor of randomness uh, that is not entirely favorable, right? Because you can't plan for that, essentially. If you were to get a graduate degree, uh, like just immediately, your um, chance of getting that work visa doubles. That's a lot. And also, mm-hmm. um, as I said before, I was born in China. So, in the worst case scenario, there's no visa for me, and everything like doesn't work in the U.S. I really need a graduate degree to find meaningful work back in Asia, right? Um, so that is why I think, especially for Asian um, international students, that's perhaps a good path to consider mm-hmm. and how you arrange your um, career.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for sharing that and talking about being an international student. Did you also, do you think you were able to take advantage of the international opportunities at Stern?
1: Okay, so first of all, I was trying to apply for study abroad back in my uh, sophomore fall and study in Spain because in high school, I, I went to high school in the US, although I'm still an international student. Um, but I was thinking, you know, it would be cool to actually go to the place where I have studied this language for so long mm-hmm. and see that in action. Mm-hmm. Also, by the way, I don't speak any Spanish anymore, so don't ask me anything on that. <laughs> um, but I, I was interested in seeing and the culture, right? Also, uh, I have never been to Europe, so <laughs> that would be such a cool experience for me. Mm-hmm. But my visa, there is some, like, some, I don't know what went wrong, but something didn't go through. Uh, the fact that I'm a Chinese citizen but went to high school in the US apparently is screened with their uh, process, and uh, my visa didn't go through, so I wasn't able to take advantage of that opportunity.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: but just more generally, though, uh, especially when we are in person, um, Within NYU Stern specifically, there is this international studies program, which I believe, I'm not sure if it's part of the social impact core, but I don't think it's part of the social impact core, but it's a required course that you have to take, Mm -hmm. uh, which happens in your junior spring, that you'll be taking an international trip uh, to one of the three places of the year that the administration uh, gives you um, and, you know, travel abroad with your friends. And there is also an educational component to it, but we all know it's just for fun.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Talking about some fun questions, shall we move on? Sure, fun
1: hopefully I'll give a fun answer.
0: Let's see, okay, I'm just, I'm gonna make these, I have some and then I'll make some up on the spot. So, stereotypes about finance majors.
1: All right. What are
0: they and are they true?
1: Well, uh, I'm sure Caroline knows already, but uh, business schools are known as snake schools sometimes <laughs> that are full of snakes. What does a snake mean? A snake refers to a person <laughs> who's a very, yeah, define a snake. What, what would you see on Urban Dictionary? I don't know it's there, but um, snake is essentially people that are, I guess, just really cutthroat and works to undermine other people's success and effort and just being really like, uh, I guess, hyper-competitive to the point that it's unfriendly and just very Malicious, that's probably a snake, right? Mm-hmm. And um, people tend to think that like business school is full of snakes, people who just don't care about others, have no human emotion, and they're just like straight up like social path, but that's not the case. Uh, that's not the case. Um, so essentially, I think uh, within Stern, uh, people definitely have that, it does definitely have that reputation within NYU, but just based on my experience, I feel many people are very genuine, curious, and hardworking individuals they work hard. That is very true. But I don't think there are many snakes that works to undermine other people's success. So mm-hmm. I will say that rumor is mostly false. But then again, maybe, maybe I'm a snake and I don't <laughs> see that. No, right? It's hard to say. But I, I think, I think that is largely untrue.
0: Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. That's funny. <laughs> self identifying you cannot.
1: You right. Cannot, I mean, you if I were <laughs> to be a snake, I wouldn't think I'm a snake, right? So, no, can can argue if somebody were to point that at me, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: gotcha, gotcha. Also, I heard that uh, Stern, you have your own Wi-Fi. Is that
1: true? Well, oh, that's right. We have our own Wi-Fi. Oh, do you guys get the password, or is that what? How does that work? Yeah, I think we do have our own separate Wi-Fi. It's been a while, so I don't remember. Um, I yeah, think I mean,
0: you've been. been off. You've been off campus. It's been first.
1: too long. Yeah, but we're I have a feeling computer. with you. But don't don't take my word on it. Uh, yeah, I don't we can Google this
0: after <laughs> and see. Can you, can you talk a little bit about the relationship between, or I guess like what kinds of different schools does NYU have? I know there's College of Arts and Sciences, there's Tisch, there's like, there's a lot of different undergrad schools, right? Yeah,
1: there's a lot. Uh, there is really a lot. Like, <laughs> uh, well, definitely uh, Tisch, uh, Stern, Cass, like very prominent. Um, and um, other ones, I think there's a, uh, let's see, well, Tandon, the engineering school that's based in Brooklyn, right? That's Mm -hmm. definitely one undergrad institution. I don't know, I'm not sure if others are strictly undergrad uh, or they are purely graduate schools, Mm -hmm. but I know that Gallatin is also another undergrad uh, school in NYU. I think that's more for, what is it, independent study? Um, I'm not exactly sure about how other schools operate, so I'm not going to even make any conjecture on that.
0: Since there are so many undergrad schools, do you think that, is it easy to make friends across, all the schools in New York, at least not the ones in Shanghai or Abu Dhabi, but in um, in the local area,
1: I'll say that um in your freshman year is the easiest because you're living dorms if you do mm-hmm. uh, if you do that well, dorms are not school based right they are every school are coming together, so that's when you can really develop your friendship uh, to people in different schools and even if you know you i guess um after you become a sophomore, you can still try to take classes in other different schools. That's also a very good benefit of NYU, right? Just because how the variety and the breadth of knowledge that it covers uh, through all these specialized institutions really allows you to broaden your scope. And within mm-hmm. that, you also meet people from different, uh, I guess, uh, schools, I guess, and different majors. So there is a lot of opportunity to meet new people. And uh, there are also a lot of on-campus events around the uh, around NYU. Like mm-hmm. your dorm also organizes like movie nights and other outings. Mm-hmm. So there's always something to do uh, and make friends with people across different schools and backgrounds.
0: What would you say your favorite spot is on campus?
1: Uh, it's, okay. This sounds really. Uh, this might sound really bad on my part, but I really love the. Uh, <laughs> uh, so in Stern, uh, there's a third floor. Uh, wait. Third floor, right? Yeah, there's a third floor, that has a lounge. And if you mm-hmm. go into the lounge and turn like right, uh, essentially there is a room of like four Bloomberg terminals. Um, I really love that room. Uh, not mm-hmm. because I specifically like, you know, always just enjoy the only financing, uh, the financing uh, things of the world, but because like my club always hang out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess is one of my favorite rooms uh, in, in Stern.
0: Because mm. is it because of the people? I feel like it's because of the people. That's right. Really because people, not because
1: of the Bloomberg terminals. because <laughs> um, the keyboards are, you know, year one broken. So uh, that is not too far. And I guess another spot that I think many people will resonate with is Washington Square Park. Right, mm-hmm. that's literally the center of the NYU campus. Campus. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's always really great. Uh, you know, kind of chill over there, mm-hmm. seeing all the street performers, and then uh, during winter time, they'll always put up a Christmas tree. Oh, it's a very good photo spa and yeah. to chill and relax.
0: Is that next to, is it called Bobst? Bobst? That's live? right. Is it, did that, I pronounce that's it right? right?
1: I call it that's Bob's right. Library.
0: <laughs> yeah. I remember I saw...
1: Here, downtown Rival. Yeah,
0: oh my <laughs> gosh. No, I, I went in there once. It was so nice. Was high ceiling, super high.
1: Or like, yeah, no yeah. I remember. I mean, I always thought the outside of these buildings looked really ugly, but it might just be me. Uh, but inside is... The inside
0: cool. is so nice. Yeah, yeah, inside is very
1: nice. Architecture 100%. is
0: really nice. Very
1: good. And...
0: I think there is even a Columbia NYU exchange where we can go down to your libraries and you can come up to ours. We oh, can I books. thing. Yeah. Is that a thing? Yeah. Well, so in like case thing. in case one campus doesn't have it or in case you're at the other library for some reason, you can wow. still check out books. I think that's a. I think that's a thing. Yeah. I
1: think that's great. Yeah, I think they do it. Um, mm-hmm. I think. NYU you also share library access with. I think Cooper Union used it. I think several oh, okay. other schools around the, around the yeah, place. Yeah, near that area. Again, don't take my word for that. I think I only have that impression because this one time I was logging into the online library, I saw like the names of other schools. <laughs> I assume like, you know, that's probably what they're doing. hmm
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. What's your favorite library then? Is it Vobbs? Or is it, do you study in libraries?
1: Well, I'm not aware of other libraries. That's a problem. Is
0: that the only uh, library? Or no, I'm sure there's more, not-
1: right? I don't know, but to my knowledge, that's the only one. I know, like, Columbia oh. has a bunch, right? Just, like, lying around the campus. Or there's a <laughs> library, just, like, you know, specifically dedicated yeah, to uh-huh. subjects. I'm not sure, but, oh, like, you have. Maybe I have, but I mm-hmm. have never been. Oh. Um, I usually, during freshman year, I usually study in my dorm, you mm-hmm. know, and then later on, it's more of a kind of hang out in the third floor and study together as there are computers over there. Um, Sometimes in both, but not, not often.
0: Okay, got it. And talking about dorms, is it usually do you get singles like is that common or it's mostly doubles
1: or even singles? singles are common and also um, i got assigned to a low-cost dorm so that is more of a double or triple scenario mm-hmm. i was pretty lucky though i mean uh, i was living with just one roommate but i think the room was supposed to be a triple so it yeah. was super spacious no oh. um but yeah i don't i don't know how often are singles but if i were to give advice right like i would still advise you to get roommates that is a very good part of college experience and you get to meet someone else right That's true. Uh, yeah
0: you'll come back and when it's dark and when it's winter time it'll be nice to have someone like you'll know you'll have like someone there to, to keep you company at least
1: that, that is true that is true and also just very interesting to learn you know what they are doing for example my roommate uh, he was I think in the beginning he was looking into like philosophy, concentra- philosophy major at NYU mm-hmm. I think NYU is also known for its uh philosophy undergrad i'm not sure undergrad or grad but i think his philosophy program is pretty good um and uh he's studying psychology and mathematics plays guitar like really fit so oh. um, it's just it's just really cool i think having a roommate is an awesome experience uh Do you still you know, talk to him or yeah still yeah. yeah
0: okay that's good that's good yeah i'm just thinking like you were saying that it was supposed to be for a triple but you got you got you and your friend got the, yeah. the triple room right. i'm just thinking about what we would call that because we call do you call it a dingle when you have
1: a <laughs> dingle when you
0: have a dingle when you have a room that's meant to be a double but you're the only one living in it that's what oh, we call it
1: wait so that's not a great in so i'm thinking
0: like if it's triple and a double
1: trouble trouble trouble
0: <laughs> that's funny that could be you could you could start that start that at nyu well like,
1: definitely not a trouble in my opinion but yeah, <laughs> that, that sounds like it <laughs>
0: That's funny. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. And oh, I guess just talking about, I know you guys have a really fun um, orientation week. Like, There's a lot of activities. I don't know. Do you remember that at all? Do you want to give any details about that?
1: Let's see. Um, Yeah, I think we, yeah, yeah, it was pretty fun, except the summer when we got like our class got admitted. It was super, super, super hot, like the heat <laughs> wave is non-stopping in New York City. I'm not sure if you remember, but I mean, I mean, we went to college in the same summer. But yeah, uh, it was I super think I remember. Hot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so actually, two I to that. <laughs> two that. Uh, so first, I'll answer a question right about what's the orientation week like. I think that also differs across different schools. But at least in turn, um, the moment you get in, you're organized into cohorts. And then there are orientation leaders who are upperclassmen or you know sophomore students who want to give back, right, and lead the new freshmen and let them know you know how great the campus is, what activities are out there. Um, so we did a lot of interesting activities. So there was a scavenger hunt. We went into Central Park to do that. But combining that with the heat of that summer, that was definitely not the most pleasant uh, pleasant experience. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure if the weather is slightly better, that'll be much better. But you know they do organize a lot of different events. Mm-hmm. Um, and different cohorts also have this kind of competition. I forgot exactly what was the um, actual competition, like, event. But I remember, like, people are making up songs, making up dances, filming. It was it was fun. I remember it was fun. It was a great time to get to know people, especially, you know, you just know. got into a new environment. When you're in a cohort, I, mean, I, st- I still talk to several of them because we met through a cohort. Um, so that is definitely one thing as well, meet new friends. I got assigned to this dorm called Ruben. Mm-hmm. So that's the only dorm, I think, within NYU that does not have any air conditioning. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reason I'm not entirely sure, I think it's mainly because of, I think the building is located in some kind of like a historical landmark or something, okay. something like that. So they can't modify the like the, the outside look that much. That's why you can't put on, I guess, um, like the, the little fence uh, yeah. the, the box yeah. for the air conditioning. Uh, maybe that's why they didn't do it. Um, but essentially, because that summer was so hot, uh, school was worried that, you know, freshmen are going to like pass out left and right in the dorm. Uh, so what they did is that in our dorm, only second floor lunch have air conditioning. So they brought a lot of little beds, little cuts, and then laid them out like throughout the second floor. And then everybody, you know, you shower up there and then you sleep down here. Everybody sleep together and like, and then it was like weird, but it was also super interesting. Maybe that's the best word to describe it. And uh, because everyone was suffering together, it was a very good bonding experience and uh, i also met I also made a lot of friends uh during that period. That's we cool. um yeah, so like
0: camping camping yeah,
1: the- exactly. Uh, we occupied the entire dance room and just like you know dragged like little carts into there and then brought our blankets and bed sheets.
0: It made its mark on you. You remember that forever.
1: (laughs) I'll remember that forever. I guess a true friendship only comes out through suffering. Maybe that's maybe that's true.
0: Another (laughs) quote to put on your wall, everyone. Take that. Right. (laughs) What favorite restaurant do you have around NYU Mm. that you highly recommend?
1: Let's see. Well, there are several places I don't remember the name of, so that kind of sucks. (laughs) Um, There's so many
0: that it's hard to keep track
1: that is true yeah anywhere like all the food places near washington square park which there are a lot also the places near union square there's a lot of different places oh okay it's been too long since i've been on campus i don't remember their names but there's this one small place that's really good i don't remember it anymore do you remember the landmarks around it so if you were to head toward uh washington square park like toward the 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 more southern part of the city where like going kind of going downtown Mm -hmm. and then before you like right after you finish going through Washington Square Park perhaps turn right (laughs) and then after like two streets turn left there is one place right there. So Uh, everyone
0: when you're in the city turn on this podcast and face yourself south (laughs) and follow the direction.
1: That's right. I'll be your very own uh, city tour guide. (laughs) But yeah, do explore. City have a lot of things to offer and Mm -hmm. uh, definitely wouldn't disappoint.
0: So how does your I guess just like talking about your schedule for next year, since you're graduating early,
1: like a year early,
0: how does that, how is that looking?
1: So, um, I think that's only possible with all my AP credits Mm -hmm. uh, that I apply uh, from back when I was in high school. Uh, so especially for you know for international students who might not know what AP credits are, uh, essentially in high school you can take college level classes and they yield credits that you can use in college. So that is to both show that you have the ability to take some classes as well as to save you some money and graduate early, uh, if you choose to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'll be applying my EP credits to meet a graduation requirement and next semester I have been taking like full course load every semester till now, which I'll continue doing next semester. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're taking five different classes to finish all the requirements um, and also be, yeah, I will be the TA, the teaching assistant for two different classes. That'll be very interesting as well. Two classes? Yeah.
0: Oh my gosh. Congratulations. And that's, that's a lot, right?
1: I mean, Um, I think it's fine. I mean, each one is like eight to 10 hours every week. I mean, like, I don't think it's that bad. Um, Because previously, my sophomore fall, I was commuting between Great Neck to the city. That was like, two hours of my day every day. And then I was working around 30 to 40 hours every week and taking five classes. So next semester is definitely better than that.
0: (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So are you excited? I mean, you're you're graduating so soon
1: it's too fast I like more Mm -hmm. time to experience uh you know everything that NYU has to offer you know I wanted I made all these plans to do the international studies and really experience what that is like Mm -hmm. but as you know because COVID and travel restriction that never happened Mm -hmm. um well it's a shame but uh in the
0: future hopefully in in the
1: future in the future yeah yeah
0: all right I mean, I think that's a good note to end on. Is there anything you want to to share or anyone you want to shout out or anything to plug on the podcast?
1: Anything to plug? Uh, I mean, not particularly at the moment, but I guess just generally like uh, closing remark advice, uh, explore a lot. Do not pigeonhole yourself in, uh, no matter which university you're attending, especially if you're as such a like international, like very globalized and very, um, like university uh, that really prides the breadth of its uh, disciplines, then make sure that you're utilizing everything to explore. And also don't be afraid to ask questions, right? Leave comments down in the comment section, ask Caroline, right? For for like yes. university tips. Mm-hmm. Uh, so always be asking people who have knowledge in this area to best prepare yourself for your future endeavors. Now that's always, a, I guess, an important thing to to keep in your mind.
0: Nice, thanks for waiting, claps for waiting.
1: No, thank
0: you. <laughs> all right. And just to wrap up the podcast, thank you all for listening and for sticking with us. And I know I learned a lot today from waiting about recruitment and finance and being an international student and just everything. Lots of information about Stern. Be sure to, if you're watching this as a video podcast on YouTube, make sure to like and subscribe, and also comment down below like Wei Ting was saying about what you'd like to see next, what other podcast ideas you had for episodes. Um, and if you're listening to this on any other streaming platform, make sure to follow and like as well. And do you want to try this new thing, Wei Ting? Th- I was thinking we could do a Where virtual high five in the video and then we would, which side am I on for you?
1: You're on the left. Three,
0: two. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, Three. Three, two, one, come, come on. out. Yay! That was good. That was good. All right. Thank you all for tuning in, and we will see you in the next episode.
1: Goodbye. Bye bye.